Okay, are we ready? Good news today. Part two of Grace Infusion, the immune booster shot for the soul. I promise you, if you keep hearing negative news all day, all night, you will become negative because that news, those voices, those images, everything is going to penetrate your mind and it's going to create a vibration. It's going to have a certain frequency. It's going to become lower and lower and lower. And we are called to live from a much higher frequency, a higher vibration, a higher calling of light, the light of Christ in us. And so last week and this week, uh, I've been wanting to inject some immunity boosters for each of us because I'm sick and tired of all this bad news. And by the way, I never get political, uh, but I'm going to for just a moment. I know uh, my reaction to a certain prominent political figure who contracted the coronavirus, I did this. I kind of did a smile under my breath. I was, I, I, my first reaction was, <laughs> wow, okay. And I was almost happy. And uh, that was uh, a lesson that would begin to churn in me for the next 24 hours. The comments online have been vicious. And the Holy Spirit has taught me yet another thing. While I may not have much respect for a certain individuals, the light of Christ shines through that person. That person is loved, regardless of political views, regardless of behaviors, good or bad. The light of Christ shines through, and we are to express love. And this is really hard, especially when things get vicious. So in light of that, this week's message is even more important. And I'm not going to give you Mike Zenker's opinions. I'm going to give you some words from the scriptures that you can remember. In fact, once the video is done online, go back and you can pause and freeze frame, even take screenshots, or just write down the texts that I'm giving you. Um, there's some really good Bible verses here, things that will help you learn. And by the way, we're going to unlearn some things too. And last week I shared this picture uh, of Francois Dutoy's uh, comment on deconstruction and unlearning. Deconstruction on learning made easy. You don't have to extract the drought first. Let the water deal with it and watch the space transform naturally. Light dispels darkness effortlessly. It's like a, an, uh, a desert um, parched land that just needs water so bad. The soil is cracked. You don't remove the dry part to try and get to the, anything good. You let water fill it and it starts to fill the cracks and eventually it'll start to heal and life will come back. In the same way, you have questions. I've got questions. I've had questions my whole life about who God is. And some stories were really true. Others may have been true but didn't sit right. It was because of my perception of those stories. And so we are on a continual a journey of learning to discover who God is and that he's better than what we may have been told. And so don't be afraid of deconstruction. The world's crisis may put you into a very difficult place. This next quote's wonderful. Do not be daunted by the enormity of the world's grief. Do justly now. Love mercy now. Walk humbly now. You are not obligated to complete the work, but neither are you free to abandon it. I love that. That's a great quote to remind us that we may be turning inward during this COVID crisis and looking at our own needs only. 
Am I going to be okay? Is my family going to be okay? Am I going to have income? Is there going to be food? What about six months from now? What about a year from now? We can worry like crazy. But let me encourage you to focus on Christ in you now. He may be providing brand new opportunities to show you how to love somebody else near you. I spoke with somebody just recently who, who uh, went into retirement, was offered an early exit and took it, and now is trying to figure out, what, what's God got for me? And this particular person loves walking, and people are connecting with her about walking, where to walk, how to, not how, but, you know, uh, some ways to walk in places better, to observe nature better. What lessons can we learn from the, from the therapeutic journey of going for walks, longer walks, hiking, things like that. What a great way to look at now. The future should not scare us. It might startle us, <laughs> but if it makes us afraid, if we live in fear, it means we're constantly looking at the future, a place that does not exist yet. Instead, let's peel back, look at what is in front of us right now. It's not easy. A struggle and pray for our teachers today. And the way they struggle with the school conflicts and the way the, the province of having to, uh, the tension between the province and teachers and so on, and all jobs. Like, this is not just unique to the teachers, but I hear the fear, the tension, parents and teachers and, and the rules. And trust me, if we can all acknowledge it is not easy, nobody has the right answer, maybe we can. Jump over that hurdle for just a moment and see humanity on the other side and realize we're all humans trying to cope with this crisis. How can we be kind to one another? That's what this immune booster shot is for, this infusion of grace. Let's begin with what I ended with last week. We ended with this, John 14, 27. I leave you the gift of peace. My peace, Jesus said, not the kind, the fragile peace given to you by the world, but my perfect peace. Don't yield to fear or be troubled in your hearts. Instead, be courageous. And what I think that means for me is when I keep hearing bad news or negative news or everybody's, um, I call the spin cycle, like everybody throws their comments into a washing machine and suddenly we hit spin. <laughs> And it's just a chaotic mess of everybody's opinions. Don't live there. Those are emotional responses. They're usually not rational. They may have some rationale in it, but they're not complete. We can't live from that. Look inside instead. Step back from that machine. Step back from the system that is inputting all these comments, whether it's Facebook or Twitter. Turn it off just for a time. And maybe you want to have a diet, a new diet of social media and just scale back for your own sanity. You will find peace. I discovered that this week. I, I purposefully stopped and just turned it off. I know, it's weird. I did. Turn it off. And for about two hours, and by the end of two hours, I'd, I forgot that I turned it off. That's weird. And I realized there's life outside of Facebook. There's life outside of Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff. That is never the real world anyway. It's only the world people want you to see, so it's clearly fake. There may be some reality there. You may find some encouragement. But the real world lives in you. 
please don't forget that. The real world is Christ, the one who created the entire world and still holds it together. you got to have the right perspective or all these other notices and pieces of news are going to contaminate your mind. And if you haven't got a place to put it into a filter, then it's just going to take over your mind. You get to control what comes into your mind. John 15, 11. This is incredible. To the person I was talking to the other night, you want to talk about purpose? <laughs> Jesus was talking about his purpose. He said, my purpose for telling you these things, and this is why Jesus was telling them, so that the joy that I experience will fill your hearts with okay gladness. Is that what it says? No. May fill your hearts with overflowing gladness. So this is my command. Wait a minute. Did Jesus give some commands? He did. We're not good at commands in the West. We don't like to be told what to do. In fact, the the Western church has been built on a premise of don't tell me what to do. It really has, if you're honest. But here Jesus commands this. So this is my command. Love each other deeply as much as I have loved you. My question is, do you know God loves you? Can you with confidence say, yes, God loves me? Well, how much? A lot. Then with that love, love everyone. Even those that annoy you. Those that tick you off. Those you can't stand. Those that bring your vibration down. Sometimes you might need a a pause from them physically. And that's okay. But you can love them from a distance. (laughs) Yeah. Jesus said my purpose is so that you'll experience in your hearts. We've been given joy, but do you feel it? Do you experience the joy and peace of Christ? This is what life's all about. I grew up in a church where the pastor taught from the Bible. He went section by section, and you know, he was teaching us the, the words on the pages, and it was good. I'm a kid, right? So that's my lens. Did he mean more? He probably meant a lot more, but I couldn't catch that as a teenager. I was yawning and wanted to get out of there so bad. But the point was, I wasn't experiencing life. I just saw boredom. And it took some time. Because I love Jesus. That was never in question. I'm, I'm certain the pastor loved Jesus too. But in my spot, my lens was receiving something that uh, probably wasn't the intent of the one communicating it. And here Jesus is saying, I'm telling you this so that you'll experience, you'll be filled with the overflowing gladness. Next Sunday is Thanksgiving in Canada. Americans, you can have two Thanksgivings. You can join us in ours, and you can have yours. We'll, we'll join you in yours. We'll have two turkeys. I love it. It's great. <laughs> Bring it on. But let's experience gladness together. Let's take our eyes off of all the stuff that's distracting us from peace and put it back on to Thanksgiving. When you become thankful for the smallest things, and let me give you homework this week. Because next week we're going to talk about Thanksgiving. Find one thing unique every day to be thankful for that you didn't think of before or that isn't your typical answer. I'm thankful for my food. I'm thankful for my family. Like, yes, it's all true, 
Very much so, but those are the really easy ones. Those are the ones you can think of without having to really think. This week, I want you to think each day of something that you're thankful for. And maybe wait and let God give you that thing and, and wake you up to, oh, I never thought of that. Wow. Let's see what happens with the list. And maybe next Sunday, maybe somebody can remind me, um, I'd like to hear the comments. Message me of what you've come up with. Kids, if you think of some cool things you're thankful for, get your mom and dad to email me your list this week. I know, I never give you homework. <laughs> but right now it's important. It's important to smile. I love the smile. Thank you. I've got some kids here smiling. <laughs> okay, all the kids are smiling now. We need that. It's contagious. You know, if I go like this and look all mean at you kids, look at, look at kids, look at me for just a minute. If I do mm, mean look, what are you going to do? You're goofy laughing back at me now. Ah, thanks. See, it turns into a smile. See if I, okay, I'm staring at somebody. Ah, there we go. See, we can get a smile out of them. We can create the reactions. We can create a change of mind by our expressions. You are the light of Christ. Be light to people around you. Don't be a robot of the messaging in our culture. Just, yes, and just repeat what everybody else is saying. You be the light, the joy. This is what we're called to. I'm not going to get done today. Huh. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> John 16, And everything I've taught you is so that the peace which is in me, Jesus is saying, will be in you and will give you great confidence as you rest in me. Well, that's kind of backwards. Resting. You mean the goal isn't working frantically, trying to please God and others and do all the stuff he tells me to do? No. You're going to work, but not frantically. You're going to learn to rest in the peace of Christ in you, and out of that peace will come strength to do what he's called you to do, and it will be effortless. It will take energy. The Apostle Paul was tired. Jesus got physically tired. He was human. For in this unbelieving world, you will experience trouble and sorrows. But you must be courageous, for I have conquered the world. For those of you who are asking, why is God doing this to me? Why? you got two problems with that question. Number one, God isn't doing anything to you. You're assuming God's the cause of difficulties. That's a barbaic Understanding, in fact, a very pagan way of seeing the gods, small g, because the gods are the ones the the people pray to in other cultures for the to rain or or call down sunshine. Like they blamed everything on the gods, and it it found its way into the into the faith of the Hebrews and even today in the Christians. <clears throat> Why is God doing this to me? Jesus just finished saying. You're going to have trouble in this world. You're not that special. If there's going to be a snowstorm, all the Christian homes will not get it. How many would like that kind of a God? 
<laughs> Don't put your hands up. <laughs> That's not how it works. We can, you know, even, I'm a rabbit trail, but sometimes we pray, you know, Lord, and it's, it's okay to pray this. You know, we've, we prayed for our long trips whenever we went on big trips. Father, give us a safe drive there, blah, 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 and it's great. And then we thank God for that. And then we hear other people go through great difficulties, have accidents, houses are burned down in California, people going through crisis, people dying of coronavirus. Where's God there? I'll tell you where God is. You've got to hear this. He's with each person. God is not absent from those who are going through difficulty. Don't parse God. He is with who we would call the wicked and the godly. He is with all. We shouldn't parse that. For we are all children of God. All of us. And we are to see each other that way. So when we see somebody going through difficulty or a crisis or a loss, God's not absent. In fact, if you haven't read The Shack, read The Shack. It's not a heretic book. It's one of the greatest parables of grace I've ever read. God is there with you, holding you through it. I'll leave that one there. John 16, from another translation, from the message. I told you all this so that, trusting me, you will be unshakable and assured Deeply at peace, in this godless world, you will continue to experience difficulties. But take heart, I've conquered the world. Well, that flies in the face of all those who think the world's getting worse and worse. That's going to be another sermon one day. I want to show you from science and from history, not from the Bible, that the world's getting better. But I'm going to show you the Bible is pointing towards a world getting better. Oh, yeah. Some of you, your natural reaction, that's not true. Perfect. I take that as a challenge. <laughs> Open your eyes and you will see. If you only see things getting worse, all you're going to see is things getting worse. But if you see hope in it, you're going to find hope in it. And that's what Jesus is saying here. Trust me. You'll be unshakable. Do you need assurance today that you're going to be okay through this crisis? Jesus is your assurance. That's not just a quick, flippant answer. It's an authentic, full answer. Romans 8. Uh-oh. You know what? I'm not going to get through what I want to do with this Romans part. So I'm going to end with... Uh, yeah, I'll just read this and see how far I go. And in a similar way, the Holy Spirit takes hold of us in our human frailty to empower us in our weakness. For example, at times we don't even know how to pray or know what the best things to ask for. But the Holy Spirit rises up within us to super intercede on our behalf, pleading to God with emotional sighs too deep for words. Are you having trouble? Are you having trouble praying? Holy Spirit knows that. 
Christ in you knows that and is praying with you, for you. He's the one who's feeding you the words of what to pray. Some of the best words of prayer I've ever heard are these. Ah! <laughs> That's it. Just a scream of frustration. Do you know what that is? That is a yielding and an emptying. When you scream like that, ah, it's a <laughs> emptying. Don't worry, I'm more than 12, 15 feet away from everybody here, so no droplets will reach you. <laughs> this, this is a powerful verse. I'm going to leave you with this. We're going to start next. No, next Sunday we're going to talk about Thanksgiving. We're going to come back to this in two weeks. This next section in Romans. In fact, go ahead and read Romans 8 in two weeks from now. Not that you will, but I'm just telling you now. He takes our human frailty to empower us in our weakness. Do you feel weak? That's good. What? You're saying good? It's good to feel weak? Yes. Because when we feel all strong and confident in our own strength, that's when we get blindsided so quickly. But when we express the authentic weakness in us, the weakness that only Christ can strengthen to make it through, to have the right thinking patterns, then we have to trust somebody outside of us or inside of us, Christ, to be our strength. My prayer is that he'll super intercede on your behalf. He'll plead to God with emotional sighs too deep for words. I've had prayers like that. You may have them right now. So this next coming week, your homework will be each day, listen for God to speak to you and show you one thing to be really thankful for each day. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So six things. And then on Sunday, I'd like to see those comments ahead of time if you got them. If not, that's fine. It's not real homework. But it is a way for us to participate. Maybe one of your things that God shows you to be thankful for may inspire somebody else who needed to hear that but couldn't hear it. Consider it. All right. I'm going to flip through and get to see. See, see. Nobody, nobody read quick. And no pausing the video to see what it was. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Grace infusion. This is the time to make sure we take our vitamins to stay healthy. I'm not a doctor. I can't give doctor advice. But I've been told by those around me who love me, get your vitamin D, get your vitamin C, all those things that are really important. Well, if my body needs that and healthy food is important, how much more does your mind need healthy thinking? That's what today is for. I hope that was encouraging to all of you.